Coming up next on Contemplate. We're the church. We're Christ's church. We're supposed to be a light. We're supposed to be a light. We can't hide, hide it under a bush. Oh, no. Right? No bushels. You're a light. You're a light to the world. If, if, you're, not, if you're not being a light, who is going to be a light? What are they going to do if they don't hear? They're going to turn if they don't hear? Go. That was Pastor David Robinson from Axe Church in Camas, Washington. And this is another Contemplate podcast. I'm Ron Hagelgans. Thank you for listening as we bring you part two of Time to Go. Evangelism is something wonderful. Let's face it, if you know Jesus, thankfully someone told you about him, and so we should do the same for others. But it sure is tough sometimes, isn't it? We want to, but actually doing it is often something else. Well, today we'll get some of the insights we need. Here's Pastor David Robinson with today's lesson, recorded live at Axe Church. Here's the thing. I want you to think seriously about this. I want you to have faces in your mind as I say this. Your family and your friends and your co-workers and the people in your neighborhood and in your apartment complex and at Starbucks and wherever you go, any of these people who have not believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ are spiritually dead. And if they don't turn to Jesus and believe on his name, They will be dead forever and separated from God forever. Don't let anybody tell you that there's no hell. Don't let anybody tell you that there's nothing bad coming. It's not true. These people, hopefully those faces that the Lord's bringing to your mind right now, those people that don't know him, they are dead. And death is all they'll ever know if they don't call on the name of Jesus Christ. Do you care? Let me ask it this way. Would I be able to tell that you cared and that you took that seriously if I was to watch your actions throughout the week? I can tell you that for me, I'm not sure that I would pass that test. Romans 10, uh, verse 10 through 17. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. How will they hear? All these faces, all these people that I just talked about, how will they hear if you don't preach to them? They're not here, right, for me to preach to them. So how will they hear if you don't preach to them? But what if I'm not a preacher? Can you talk? If you can talk, you can do the kind of preaching we're studying here. You can tell people about Jesus. You can tell people about what he's done in your life. You can tell people that he's risen from the dead. That's, all, that's preaching. That's preaching. That's the kind of preaching we're talking about here. Mark 6, 15 through 16, it says, And he said to them, 
Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Listen, there are people in your life right now, there are people all over the world right now that will be condemned because they will not choose Jesus. But we are called to make disciples. That means we're to speak the truth and love about Jesus. We're to preach the gospel. In verses 26 and 27 of that last chapter we studied in chapter 20 of Acts, it says this, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. We talked about Paul saying this to the, to the elders there that were from Ephesus that had come to meet him. I'm innocent of the blood of all men because I have not shunned to declare the whole thing. I told you, I preached the gospel, and so I'm innocent. And he's probably referring to the watchman in Ezekiel. I'm going to read that to you. This is Ezekiel 33, 1 through 6. We've talked about this before. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon a land and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself, but he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees a sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. God is saying this. Blow the trumpet when trouble comes, and if they don't listen, it's on them. It's on them. But if you don't blow the trumpet when trouble comes, it's on you. It's on you. Now listen, trouble is coming for your friends, for your family, for your coworkers, for the other people in your community, for the people you see on the street every day, for the people you interact with every day. Trouble is coming for them if they don't know Jesus. The sword is coming. Trouble is coming. Okay? Death is coming. Now imagine that each one of you in this room, each one of you listening online, every follower of Christ, imagine that there's a city full of people that God has put in your life. And you're the watchman in that city. You're the watchman. You're on the wall. You know the trouble's coming. I just told you about it, and you already know that. That's why you came to Jesus yourself. And here you are on the wall, and you know that trouble is coming. And there's the people in the city are the people God has put in your life. Are you going to blow the trumpet? Or not? Because if you tell them and they choose not to believe, that's not on you. That's on them. But if you don't tell them, that's on you because the Lord has commanded you to do so. Listen, this is serious. We have to stop saying that we love people if we don't care enough about the fact that they're going to hell to say something to them about Jesus. We just can't. You would push someone out of the way of an oncoming bus without thinking twice about the fact that they might think it was rude that you pushed them, right? Because the bus that's coming is a much bigger deal, and this is a way bigger deal. This is eternity. This is eternity. Evangelism is not optional for the Christ follower. If you're a disciple... You're a worshiper 
God is the most important thing. You're a servant. You're completely submitted to God, right? You're a worshiper and you're a servant. How could you not do what he's called you to do? How could you not do? you got to be a witness then, right? If you're a worshiper and a servant, you got to be a witness. That's what a disciple is. It's very convicting for me because I have often, so often, ignored those faces, those people around me who are dead in their sins. So often. I have not spoken the truth because it was inconvenient for me. I've walked by. I've moved on. I've put my card in the thing, bought my stuff when I could have said, hey, I can see you're a little bummed out today. There's nobody behind me in line. I have a couple minutes to talk to you. I don't. Maybe even the Holy Spirit's prodding me a little bit. It's like, no, Holy Spirit, I really, I got other things to do. I'm going to be responsible for not speaking what I've been called to speak, but I don't want another opportunity to go by for me where I don't speak, where I show so little love that I don't care that someone's going to hell. I don't want that to be me. I don't want it to be you. So let's talk about how. Let's talk about how. How do we evangelize? How do we share and preach the gospel? How do we make disciples? One objection that I understand um, from a lot of believers is this one. It says, I don't know anyone who's not already a Christian. Basically, all my friends now are my friends in the church. I don't have any friends outside the church. I don't have anybody to preach the gospel to. So here's the deal. If that's truly the only thing standing in your way, this is going to be easy for you. This is going to be easy because here's the thing. There's no exception in the Great Commission for not knowing people who need Jesus. The only exception in the Great Commission is when everybody already knows Jesus. When that happens, you're good. Until then, he didn't say, go and make disciples unless you do not know anyone who needs to be saved. He didn't say that. He just said, go and make disciples until they're all saved. They're not all saved. They're not all saved. He said, go. That means you have to make an effort to get up, go out, and meet people. But I'm an introvert. Yeah, I don't like it either. I'm not into it either. I'd rather just go do my thing and get... In the South, you talk to everybody all the time. In Tennessee, I was considered so rude, even ruder than they consider me here, okay? It was just like, I mean, if you were not willing to just chat it up with everybody, I'm talking about everybody, then you were just considered to be so rude. I had my buddy uh, from Tennessee come out here one summer for a week, and he made more friends than I've made in my entire life in three days. I mean, we're at the gas station. I'm like, what are you, who, who is it? Who are these people that you're talking? Everybody, okay? That's just how they are. That's not me. I'm not that guy. Guess what? doesn't matter that I'm not that guy. If it was easy, he wouldn't have had to command us. If it was what you already wanted to do, he wouldn't have had to command you. It's not easy. It's hard. But you got to do it. No exceptions. No exceptions. You got to go. Go to Starbucks, go to the gas station, go to a restaurant, go to the grocery store, and actually talk to people. Meet people. Meet your neighbors. Go meet your neighbors. You know your neighbors? I don't know your neighbors or mine. Talk to your coworkers. There are people in your life that need Jesus. I know that for some of us, most of our friendships are here in this building. That's great. That's awesome. You should have strong friendships here, but you got to go. You got to go. 
You got to evangelize. You see tons of people every day. And if you don't see tons of people every day, then get up and go. I mean, don't be weird, but go, okay? What about the excuse that it's awkward? It's awkward. Let me read you a couple verses, okay? Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Luke 12.8, Also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man also will confess before the angels of God. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. Look, I know there are people who have gone out and done evangelism poorly and made things awkward. Okay? I know there are people that are weird, have done weird things with evangelism and made things awkward. Well, where's your trust? Is your trust in God? That he called you to speak his truth to others, that he's going to do what needs to be done? That Who cares if it's awkward or not, if you've been called to do it? You've been called to do it. Remember, our witness is empowered by the Holy Spirit. The disciples, okay? The disciples, they were with Jesus for his ministry. They saw him rise from the dead, okay? They were eyewitnesses to the resurrection. They had Jesus with them all that time. And even they, in order to be effective witnesses, needed to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Remember the verse that I read earlier, Acts 1.8? But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Why do they need that? Because even they needed the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer and a follower of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. He'll give you the power to do the things that Jesus has called you to do. Trust that, awkward or not. We know that the Holy Spirit will give us the words that we need at the right time. We know that he will. We have another example of that. Jesus says this. Now, when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, this is Luke 12, 11 through 12, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. If the Holy Spirit will give you when you're in front of the, the people who are persecuting you the words you need to say, certainly he'll give you what you need to say with your friends and your family. He'll give you the words you need. Look, the words... Your words are not important. God will give you the words to evangelize if he's called you to do it. So here's what's important here. Start with prayer, okay? Start with prayer. This is your prayer. Pray that God will give you a true love for other people who he will put in your life. Pray that the Holy Spirit will prompt you, that the Holy Spirit will prompt you when the moment is right to speak to, the, to others and begin relationships. Ask him to be showing you that. Ask him first for the love. Just give me a love for the people in my life, for the people I'm going to run into. Just give me an intense love for those who you love, Jesus, who right now have not heard what they need to hear to turn to you. Give me that love and then prompt me in the right moments. Prompt me in the right moments. You got to be all things to all people to be a good evangelist. 1 Corinthians 9 19 through 23, it says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all. That's what a disciple is, right? That I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, 
not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be a partaker of it with you. Look, this is what Paul's saying. You need to be relevant, okay? It's going to be a lot less awkward if you're relevant. And here's the thing with being relevant. If you love someone, if you love someone you want to communicate with them, you'll learn, you'll learn to make your communication relevant to them in love so that they understand what you're saying, so that you're not always missing each other, right? You have to be relevant. You got to know them well enough. You got to understand them and what they need well enough to be relevant. You can't just hit everybody with the same thing. You got to be relevant. This doesn't mean you become exactly like the people. Hear me very carefully. This is not meaning you become exactly like the people who don't follow Christ. I don't want anybody coming in here next week and saying, Pastor David, I, went, I got hammered last night with my buddies so I could be relevant. Okay? That's not relevant. That's stupid. Okay? That's not what relevant means. Relevant doesn't mean that you become exactly like them. Why would anyone want to become a disciple of Christ? If becoming a disciple of Christ looks exactly like what their life already looks like. They already know how to be like themselves. That's not working out. That's why they need the gospel. You're not there to be a poser, to, to try to be exactly like the person. That's not what Paul's saying. He's saying, I will know and understand these people. I will, I will go to where they are, meet them where they are with the gospel. The point is this. We've got to love others. We've got to speak the truth in a way that's relevant to them. As you're evangelizing, you've got to speak the truth in a way that's relevant. What do you have to do in order to speak the truth in a way that's relevant? You've got to know people. You've got to get to know them. You can't speak the truth in a way that's relevant until you've gotten to know somebody. You've got to actually love them. That's why we're praying to love them first. And for the opportunities, the opportunities don't look like you going to be like, do you know that you need to know Jesus to be saved? And they'll be like, okay, here's your candy, please go. That's, that's not the way you do it. You've got to know somebody in order to be relevant. Okay, this means that you have to actually put the time into building relationships. Here's a nice thing for us. We got nothing to sell. We're not selling anything, right? We're not trying to sell to anybody. We just want to see people have the forgiveness and the peace and the grace in their lives that we have as Christ followers. That's it. We don't want something from anybody. And that's really nice because I can tell you this. Being on the other side of a sales pitch almost never feels loving. I almost never feel loved by somebody who's given me a hard sell. Evangelism is not a hard sell. You're not going in. This is not something that you're notching up how many people you got saved. Because if you saved them, they're not saved. Only Jesus saves, okay? That's, that's not what evangelism is about. It's not about selling anything. It's about sharing what Christ has done, who he is, and letting him do the work. So you're not responsible for the results. Remember, the watchmen, if they don't listen, that's on them. God will take care of that. You're just responsible to love people. And part of loving them means you evangelize to them and make disciples for Christ. Another thing that I have said myself and heard others say is that we evangelize by the way that we act. If we live a good life, right? We live a good life, we do the right things, other people will be attracted to that and they'll just be lining up, coming to me and saying, what makes you so different? And then I'll be able to just preach the gospel to them. Now, if that worked all the time and that was always true, that would be awesome. But in my experience, it's not. It's not always true. Now, I agree that you should live beyond reproach, and I agree that that is a witness, that your lifestyle is a witness. Absolutely agree with those things, okay? And it's a form 
of preaching the gospel in the sense that you're living out something, and you should do that. You should do that. But it's not the main way to make disciples. When Paul um, is, is out there, he's not just living a good life. He is living a good life. And he's mentioning that. Hey, I've lived this good life among you, right? It is a witness. But he preached the gospel. He spoke the words. He preached the gospel, the good news of salvation. This is what he says, 1 Corinthians 9.16, Holy Spirit through Paul. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe to me. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Paul had to preach both in word and in deed, in word and in action. That's what he had to do. We cannot rely on either one without the other. So please don't say that my only evangelism is going to be living this life that's good and hoping that other people come to me because that's not what you're called to do. That's, that's not the only way to make disciples. It's part of it. Now listen, live that life. And it is a witness so that when you speak the words, they'll be listened to. But don't put it on the other person to somehow come find you and ask you why you happen to live such a great life. You're to preach the gospel. You're to preach the gospel. And here's the thing. Here's an action. Here's an action that will show that you're a disciple right here with the people who are right here with you. Love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Love your brothers and sisters in Christ. There's nothing more powerful than to see that the church loves one another. Listen to what it says in John 13, 35. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If we do our part and go, God will make us bear fruit. John 15, 8. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Bear fruit by evangelism. Go out and do it, and you will bear fruit. You'll plant, you'll water, you'll harvest, and you'll see the increase that God will bring to his kingdom. And what a glorious thing it is to see somebody come to know Jesus. Acts 13, 47. For so the Lord has commanded us. I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. That's us, the church. We're the church. We're Christ's church. We're supposed to be a light. We're supposed to be a light. We can't hide, hide it under a bush. Oh, no. Right? No bushels. You're a light. You're a light to the world. If, if, you're, not, if you're not being a light, who is going to be a light? What are they going to do if they don't hear? They're going to turn if they don't hear. Go. Get to know other people. Ask God to give you an intense love for this community, for the people in your life that don't know him. Build relationships and listen to others. Hear their needs. Hear where they are and respond with a hope and peace and grace found in the gospel. That's how you're going to be relevant. An article by a guy named Jonathan Dodson, he mentions this quote by... um, Francis Schaeffer. He says, when Francis Schaeffer was asked how he would spend an hour with a non-Christian, he said, I would listen for 55 minutes, and then in the last five minutes, I would have something to say. See, because you got to know the other person and love the other person, not go with some sales pitch. Listen, learn, love, and respond. Listen, learn, love, and respond. The Lord used someone, someone, to work in, when he was drawing you to himself, you can be that someone to someone else. No, let me say it differently. You must be that someone to someone else. You're called to be that someone to someone else. And it's time. 
You have been given a command and the jurisdiction to carry out that command. You have been sealed by the Holy Spirit to do the work of the Great Commission. Remember this, Romans 5a, but God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. <laughs> Why? It's amazing. Now, because of God's love for you and his son, Jesus Christ, love your neighbor as yourself and evangelize and make disciples. Not optional. Make disciples. We're loved by God. Let's love our neighbor. That was Pastor David Robinson from Axe Church in Camas, Washington, with part two of Time to Go here on Contemplate. Well, I'm sure you'll agree that these two podcasts have given us a lot to think about, and I hope some important insights that will help each of us take our calling to share the truth of Christ much more seriously. Now, if you'd like more information about Axe Church, you'll find us online at axecamus.org. There you'll find sermon video archives, plus directions and all the info you need so you can come see us this Sunday morning. Pastor David loves to meet folks from our listening audience, so I hope you will. Again, get directions and service times at axcamus.org or call us at 360-885-9000. That's 360-885-9000. Thanks again for listening, and we'll look for you again next time for another great podcast with our teacher, Pastor David Robinson, here on Contemplate.